Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. No, today I just woke up and I like said, No, instead of waiting on a good day, waiting around through ups and downs, waiting on something to happen, I just said, That's right. That's right. What's going on on the clock radio? It's Raul Lascano with my main man, George Martinez. How are you guys doing? We're going to have a good day on this Tuesday, December the 15th. What is it, like 10 days to Christmas? You got to get your shopping in, George. What's going on, brother? How are you doing, sir? Hey, man, just like the song said, it's going to be a good day. It really is, man. We got so much for you guys. You have no idea what's on this agenda. It's some really good topics that we want to talk about. We got to talk about the Bucks and Vikings. It wasn't really a dominant performance. We want to talk about what, what it looked like, what it should sound like, all those things to us. Uh, we have a lot of NFL things. We got should the Eagles keep Wentz in, as a starter or Jalen Hurts, which they, but they announced they were going to go with Jalen Hurts. What do we think about that? Steelers, man, are they overrated? Some of us think so, man. We got to talk about it. And the Bills. We believe the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. If you don't believe us, argue with your mammy. Also, we're going to talk about my Dolphins playing those Chiefs. And, yes, my Dolphins are for real, even though we lost. MVP, we need to talk about who we think is so far this season. We're going to dive into the Rockets and their trade deal, the trade offer that they're they're offering for uh, James Harden. We're going to see what they're going to be getting. Also, uh, we want to talk about uh, Harden. Is he worth it for the Ben for plus Ben Simmons? We want to talk about that, right, George? We want to see what your guy is worth here. Um, who can beat the Lakers in the NBA? Since the NBA is starting back Christmas week, we have a lot to talk about. I don't think anybody's going to beat those Lakers. UF versus LSU recap. Some devastating stuff for the Gator fan that is George Martinez. And also in devastation, rest in peace, the Miami Dolphins defensive line and Miami Dolphins defense for giving up nearly 900 yards to North Carolina. And lastly, we want to talk about the Cleveland Indians will be changing their name. It's a lot of talk about. This is a long list of shit. We got to get through this. So don't worry. Sit back. Here we are. We're going to have a great day today, George. Today's the day, buddy. Ten days to Christmas. You're on the clock. And if it's beef, put the peace down, throw up the dupes. It's time to change our ways so we can save the day. For the children's sake and make a better place to play. And if it's all good, break out your coop and grip your wood. And if you're riding dirty, light your spliff and blow your... But do it real big, exactly This is what like I'm talking about, man. That's what you need, a little nappy roots, man. A little nappy That's roots. That's a great song. That's it a great re- song to get you started on a Tuesday morning. Oh, look, let me... You're damn right, it's a great song. I'm ready for the rest of the goddamn day. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. That got me pumped, man. I'm ready to go. This is this is going to be a great Tuesday. This is a beautiful Tuesday. How you been, bro? What's going on, man? Mixed emotions okay. going into this Tuesday <laughs> because Saturday night, I went to sleep crying oh, God, like a little so baby. You did. Jesus. Because Florida, a DB decided to throw a shoe. Oh on third and seven that allowed LSU to kick a field goal that then later we couldn't uh, 
come back from it. But then my Bucks picked me back up. Yeah. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. And my fantasy teams, I didn't have a game this week in fantasy because I have a bye week in all my leagues. <laughs> Must be nice. So that's that's a good thing because the players that are on my team had a had had a rough week this week. Uh, so yeah. bye week came in came in came at the right time for my team. How was your weekend? My weekend was trash. Right now, there's some North Carolina <laughs> running back just still running for 970 yards. He's still out there somewhere oh running on God. So the Hurricanes let me down. And you know what the sad part was? I didn't even get to watch it on Saturday. I just get the notifications from everybody talking crap because I've been talking shit to everybody, especially these Seminole fans. The Seminole fans that only seem to come out of their teepees when it's freaking something happening to the Hurricanes. They only come out here and throw the freaking, you know, uh, uh, shots at me that the Miami Hurricanes are losing and whatever. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. So I didn't get to do that. But on Sunday, I record the games because, you know, every Saturday my kids play football for the Jags. That's right. So the Tampa Jays, shout out to the Tampa Jags. They they play every Saturday, uh, the best team in the city, and I can't watch it. So I record the games. Let's, let, let's, let, let me tell you something. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> you can record the game, but if your team lost, don't, re- don't watch that, especially when you give it. Oh my Just God. delete it. It was like, watch. You know what's funny? I was so, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done this. I was so mad on Sunday because I watched it earlier. Everybody was still asleep. I watched it like 8 o'clock in the morning. I only watched the first half. I was so angry that I was pick, nitpicking the kids and their stuff around the room. Like, why is this freaking T-shirt, all, why is it not folded like I told you to? They had nothing to do with the fight. They had nothing to do with that, with the Miami Hurricanes. But other than that, it was a good weekend, man. A good day at work uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, I'm okay, man. I'm, I'm fine. I just, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NFL and around sports just in general, man. The first thing, let, let's get it off the topic. Let's, let's talk about your Bucks and the Vikings, man. You know, we, we both discussed that you both, you you definitely called it. You said your Bucks are going to beat the Vikings. I thought it was going to be a better game than that. I thought Minnesota would play a better game. What do you think? You think the Bucks won that or the Vikings didn't play well? What do you, what, what is your feelings? Well, you know, early, early parts of the game, the Vikings just ran down the Bucks' throat. Yeah, they did. Early in the game. I think it was the end of the first quarter, and Dalvin Cook had like 80 yards rushing already. Mm-hmm. The Bucks haven't allowed 80 yards rushing in a single game in like a year and a half, right? Let alone to one guy. And I'm thinking it's gonna be, it's gonna be problems. Yeah. We're we're going to lose this game, but then, you know, like every and and the Cowboys. Sorry, I know the Cowboys just beat the Bengals and they they, they feel good about themselves, and I'm about to bring them back down. Whenever you need someone to mess something up, you can always rely on a former Dallas Cowboys player to to bail you out. Really? In this situation, it was Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey's a kicker for the Vikings, <laughs> longtime kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. He's actually in the top four, believe it or not, in NFL history in kicking percentage. The wow. guy's good. Well, I don't know what it is about Tampa because Tampa. Yeah. I mean, as a as a Bucks kicker, we've struggled to kick field goals. Not this year, but we typically have struggled to to make field goals in Tampa. Dane Bailey missed four field goals, an extra point, yeah. and three field goals. That if you add them together, that's ten points. The Bucks won by eleven. It would have been a one point game, anybody's game at that point. Yeah. So the Bucks traditionally this year have started off extremely slow. 
uh, on both sides of the ball and, and coming off a of bye week, you kind of ex- hope that they figure that out. They didn't. Why, why is that? that you, you said that multiple times on the show. Like you said that a lot. The Bucks start really slow. And we, we just don't know why. It, coming off a of bye, you thought you would think they would come out the first quarter just eager to play. So typically, you know, and, and it goes back to a point you made. You've made this before. I don't think we do a good job of game planning during the week because typically okay. most teams in that first quarter, and, and I know, and you know this role as coaching high school football, normally that first couple, couple, you know, uh, drives in the first quarter scripted. Mm-hmm. You're calling this no matter what based on film, based on your preparation for the week. Right. And then usually after that, you're making adjustments from that point forward off of that. Right. Well, it seems like whatever game plan the bugs start out with <laughs> is okay, okay. Let's find out what doesn't work. Okay. Early. Let's do this all now right we've now. Got that out the way. Now we've gotten that shit out the way. Let's go to the stuff that does work because the second quarter for the Bucks for the year has been the best quarter for them all season. And then the third quarter coming out of halftime. So the Bucks are doing a good job of the adjustments that you know some teams lack in, but we we struggle to get going early on. You had Brady miss Gronk on a nice Open pass there early Beautiful in the first pass. quarter. Uh, it was good to see Scott Miller get involved. I know JP. JP was at the game. JP Peterson. He's uh you know one of the hosts of the FanStreetSports.com. Uh, good partner with us, and he was at the game. And I know he was talking a lot about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller got involved and caught a fifty-yard touchdown early. Uh, if I told you Scotty played only five snaps, it'd be unbelievable. I mean, after that explosive re- re- reception. Maybe he should be in the starting lineup a little bit more. He's a guy that can stretch the field vertically. He he's the Deshaun Jackson of our offense, and, and he's also your your Julian Edelman for Brady. He is. He, he Brady is. likes Brady him. Loves throwing the ball. He for does. some reason, those guy can connect. He absolutely can, and I, I agree with you. Everything the assessment that you made, it could be anybody's game. It could have changed. I mean, those field goals they, they count for something. And you never know something, something motivational wise, something could happen. It, it is what it is, man. And over, over into the worst division, because you, you mentioned the Cowboys. So over into the worst division, it's in football right now, the toilet division. All right. It seems like they're picking up a little bit more steam. The Washington football team, Chase Young. I don't know if you saw that game was, was an absolute freaking monster. And then you got the Eagles who played very well against the New Orleans Saints team and i know pete <laughs> pete is not gonna like that one bit but he's not he's not gonna like it but uh, what do you think changed the game because a lot of people said man jalen hurts looks amazing and i thought he did look good uh, i think his legs is what was the difference for the eagles more than his arm because i think he went 17 for 30 which you know still seems good uh, i guess but i think they weren't ready to see his speed like you know, you know things look on film like okay he's fast but he's, maybe he's not that fast and you get on the football field, you're like, okay, that, that kid's moving. <laughs> that, kid's, that kid's definitely moving. So what do you think? You, you think they stay with Wentz or put Wentz back in, or they, should they stay with Hurts? Because they announced yesterday Jalen Hurts will be, will be the starter moving forward. And if that's the case, what's the future for Wentz? In this situation, you have to go with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got you Ws. He got you a win. And I, and I agree. You know, I think part of that is having no film on Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. I think that hurt the Saints going into this game. But, again, how do you fix a bad offensive line? Right. 
And how do you fix a running game that hasn't been able to run the ball very much is you you add a mobile quarterback component to it. Mm-hmm. Now as a defense, and you know this, I mean, we, we've done this plenty of times at a high school level, you make a defense defend all 11 players on offense, and that includes the quarterback. And now when you got a dedicated defensive end, a linebacker, a strong safety, one of the three has to watch Hurts on the backside of a play. Now all of a sudden, cutback lanes get created. Like Miles Sanders took off for 80 yards on a play and the play was partially created because now teams that are fast flowing teams and, and the saints are a fast flowing linebacker group. When you got a quarterback that's mobile and can potentially pull the ball, well now you slow those linebackers down, which gives bad offensive linemen time to get down the field to make those blocks, yeah. right? Cause they can't flow and get to the hole quick enough. And then, you know, Miles Sanders did the, did the rest, but it's because of Jalen Hurts' threat of him keeping the ball. And I think he made enough throws in the game. Uh, he, so, you know, you look at a quarterback, oh, he went 18 for 30. He barely complete, completed 50% of his passes. But what are the throws that he made? Were the third downs? Were the second and longs? Were, were they first and long situations where it helped the team in a critical situation and against a very, very good defense yeah. in the Saints because the Saints are the first overall defense in the, in the National Football League. Right. So these guys are getting after it better than anybody else's, but yet Jalen Hurts got out of the pocket, made throws, used his leg to get first down. So, I mean, the guy had 100 yards rushing by halftime. I saw that. I saw The that. Eagles ran for 200 and almost 250 yards on the ground. Do you know the last time the Eagles ran for more than 200 yards in a game? It had to be when Westbrook was there, right? It was a long <laughs> time ago. It's like Donovan McNabb year. It was a yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. But again, it's that mobile quarterback aspect of it. It's third down, it's third and five, nothing's open because the receivers for the Eagles don't scare nobody. The Eagles know that too. They don't scare anybody. Also, Jeffrey is is like an old man walking out there right wow. now. Yep. Right, Ertz just came back from being on IR for six weeks, but again, those guys go go off of routes. It's main to main coverage. You blitz a young rookie quarterback. What does he do? Finds a hole, and he escapes through. Gets your first down. Keeps the chains moving. And again, he they ran for hundred yards. And, and I think the Eagles rest of, rest of the year for sure. The Eagles traditionally have had much success with mobile quarterbacks, going all the way back to Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb. These guys have have I don't know whatever it is. They've had a lot of success with mobile quarterbacks. Well, and even Carson Wentz, when he came out of when he came out of college, was a mobile quarterback. He was until he busted until, that knee. Yep. Until he hurt his knee, but and then until yep. he got a concussion. Carson Wentz has not been the same since his concussion last year. Put it this way, you know, we 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 shit on the Cowboys a lot for never making it to January because of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz hasn't made it past December tenth, ever. He tore his ACL yep. three years ago. Yep. He had a concussion. Two years ago, this year he got benched. Something something happens to this guy down the stretch that he just falls apart. So, you know, Nick Foles, the, the biggest reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl because Nick Nick Foles was a mobile quarterback. Got out of the pocket, threw the ball down the field. And again, he kept plays alive. In today's NFL, these quarterbacks are Kyler Murray's or Russell Wilson's. You know, those guys, the reason why they're so good, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, is because they have the ability to extend plays right. longer than they originally thought, and they can make plays down the field. I totally agree with you. And I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do and what, what Doug Peterson's going to have for the young man and, and see where 
see where this goes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm interested to see how far this goes. And if they bring in other weapons for the kid uh, when the season's over in the draft, what kind of trades they're going to do for him. Because I think they do have a, I think he does have a pretty good future there. I think the system does fit Doug Peterson's system. I think he fits what Doug Peterson's looking for uh, in his system. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I feel bad for Wentz a little bit, but you know, how many chances are you going to give somebody before you have to pull the trigger? I've said this a million times on Facebook, in our Facebook groups of OTC on the clock and, and things like that. I, I said this a hundred times that how long are you willing to spend? time-wise, on quarterbacks that are not producing. Quarterbacks are not giving you the wins that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, Matthew Stafford is a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. But, how you know, Detroit, when they made, gave him that man that, that deal, and they basically said, yeah, screw the team, we just, we just want to keep him, he basically you know, said you're never going to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Um, but you're happy with your quarterback. Cam Newton, same thing. How long were you going to last with him? James, Win- James Winston, how long were you willing to last with him? So I'm wondering how long are they going to be invested into Jalen Hurts? You know what I mean? How long are they going to stay with him? Because Carson Wentz is done. I think he leaves the Eagles uh, either after this season. I think he he leaves. You know, and, and if he's never named the start again, we might never hear from this guy. So question for you, though. I'm going to put you on the clock here. Where does Carson Wentz go? Because I agree with <sighs> you. I think Carson Wentz is gone in Philadelphia. I think so, too. It would be the smart thing to do as an organization to move on from But again... He gets paid a lot of money. Yes, yes, he does. So we got to pick up the tab to absorb that contract. I got a couple of teams that I, I that I think about. Well, shoot them out. What, what, what teams do you think? Because I, I, right now I'm drawing a blank. I can't even. I mean, there's so many teams that are struggling. You know, I know Sam, uh, Donald over there, the Jets, basically said, or Darnold, whatever, uh, Sam Darnold. He basically said that he wants to stay and wants to be a Jet for life. But I think he's just saying that because. He knows the Jets are going to go get a quarterback yeah. in, the, in the first draft pick. So, but who, what yeah, are the teams it, that you got? It's got to be a team that it's not going to be a position to draft a quarterback. Right. Okay. And, you know, in a situation where they want to try to win now. You're talking about, you're talking about a, a starter. Guy. You like go to be a starter for a team. Yeah. I'm talking about him being a starter because oh, for, for the money he gets paid, if he's going to yeah. be a backup, might as well just stay in Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia is not going to trade him away to be a backup. So, and our team is going to take him on to be a backup getting paid the money he's getting paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, he has no va- I mean, I don't know. I don't know what value Carson Wentz would have if he wanted to trade him away. Nobody's going to pick up that tab. What teams do you have him playing for? Because I, I don't know who what he could start for. So, right off the top, the first thing that comes to mind is the Indianapolis Colts. You don't think they Phil signed, Rivers has another year or two? They signed Rivers yeah. for a one-year deal. He's a one-year quarterback, so his contract is over after this year. Mm-hmm. He's older, right? They may want to say, hey, let's go get a guy like Wentz. We can fix him, mm-hmm. right? And he's, a, he's, he's young enough where he can be a long-term plan for a Colts team that's not going to be picking high in the draft. You don't think they're, Brisket, they're you don't think they, they'll be okay with Brisket over there? You don't think he, I mean, because up until he got hurt, he, he was winning enough games. He looked pretty good. So I don't know. You think they just push him back to the side and pick, let Wentz start over him? Absolutely. They signed Rivers for a reason. Otherwise, they would just kept Brissett in. I think Carson Wentz and Brissett are almost the same alike quarterback. So you you think you start Wentz over him? Yeah. He doesn't know the system. I I think so. I think so. The the other team I think of is another another quarterback on a one year deal is the Patriots. If there's anybody that's going to fit Wentz, and again fits the mold of a New England Patriot kind of guy. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Carson Wentz. You figure Cam is on a one year deal, right? 
you know, he's there for now. He's proven he's he's a starting quarterback again. So he's gonna go somewhere else once he can come in, be the Bill Belichick savior okay. with, with Josh McDaniels there. Uh, I, I think that's a possibility. You know, now the next year is a little far fetched. I think, you know, the Denver Broncos could be a possibility as well. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's more reasonable. I, I would say that too. The, the the guy that's there is not all that great. They have a team that seems to be ready to win now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see the Broncos as being an organization that can develop a young quarterback. They've proven that with Drew Locke. So the Broncos can be the station. Then my wild card here is the 49ers. Mm. I, I thought this from the very beginning. I thought Garoppolo was it was a bust, more right? than a glorified game manager. Yeah, I thought so too. I didn't, I didn't see anything that, I, that was super impressive from Garoppolo. I really didn't. And I love Kyle Shanahan as, as a play caller, as a head coach. I think that guy is a phenomenal. You add that West Coast outside, you know, wide zone concept with Carson Wentz. You give him some weapons and Debo Samuel and some of the guys, Kettle. You give him some weapons there. I think Wentz can definitely flourish in that switch. But that, those are my four teams that I think he can potentially go to. What, I, what are your thoughts? I think those are good teams. I really do. I, I I don't think any team picks up the tab for him. I think his agent tells me, hey, man, you, you're not really – you didn't put out a good resume last year. Somebody's not going to take a chance on you. Somebody's not going to take a hit. Um, but those are really, really good teams. I, the Colts one maybe Patriots. I think with them benching Cam Newton and, and Stidham, Stidham uh, stepping in, which everybody thought he was going to be the starter. Everybody thought Stidham right. you know, was going to be the guy. Um, we're gonna see. I, I'm I'm a firm believer that anybody in the coaching staff of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots can make anybody play quarterback. I'm, I'm confident in that and make them look good because Garoppolo was there, went four and zero, and everybody's like, "Oh, Garoppolo is a great quarterback. He's the replacement for Brady." And then they traded him out of there. So um, I think he can make anybody look amazing. But again, it's because of the game planning, the preparation that Bill puts into each and every single day and every single week. Those are good teams. Those aren't those aren't horrible teams for him. You know, I I just feel bad for the guy. He he's has many many opportunities, and just like the NFL, it could be the NFL's cruel, man. It, it's not easy. It's it's tough. It's all about business. It's all about you know. We we said this to our athletes in high school. You know, and going on to college, your greatest ability is availability. Like if you're available to play, then you're you're good to go. You're that's your biggest asset. You might be able to run the forty. You might be able to bench press four hundred pounds. You might be able to squat and jump and have a ver- great vertical. But if you're not available to play the game, then your your ability sucks. There's no you're a waste. You know what I mean? So poor Wentz, man. I, I know he's. Uh, I, I pray for the guy, <laughs> but I look forward to see what Jalen Hurts is doing. Speaking of staying in the AFC a little bit here, um, or not AFC, uh, going into the AFC, I want to talk about the Steelers. I am a man who admits when he's wrong. I'm a man. I'm a man's man. You know, I make jerky and I shit with the door open. So I'm a man's man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I just want to say, yeah, you were right, man. After watching the Steelers, you know, and I, I never think any teams completely suck. But after watching the Steelers really just struggle, I mean, get shut down by the Bills, I think the Steelers are completely overrated right now. And you had mentioned it weeks and weeks ago in the podcast. Every single time we talk about it, the schedule is going to get harder for these guys. The schedule is going to get harder for these guys. They're not going to come out of it crystal clear. And you're right, man. They struggled uh, um, uh, this past weekend, man. I, what did you see that nobody else saw? That's what I'm, That's probably my biggest question. Like, What did you see that was like, yeah, this, ain't, this isn't what everybody thinks it is? For me, the Pittsburgh Steelers are very good 
defensively. I think they their front seven is pretty good. Their secondary is very good as well. They play well together. But like I told you before, you know, some of the things that are red flags for me with the Steelers are, A, they lead the league in drops. A fundamentally sound team, a team that is focused, that has a clear vision, especially with the athletes, the receivers the Steelers have to lead the league in drops is atrocious. I, I sat there and watched Ebron, you know, one of the tight ends for the Steelers drop three consecutive passes. And it's not because he can't catch. It's lack of focus. It's lack of mental focus. And, you know, part two of it is, and, and, and I told you this, when have you ever known a successful Steelers team to not be able to run the ball? You're right. That That's one of their staples of that offense and, and a Steeler nation type thing. When you think of the Steelers, you think of Jerome Bettis, the bus, even Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Running the ball down people's throats at will to close out games. The Steelers have become a version of a air raid team. A little bit, yeah. Where where they go five wide, four wide, they dink and dunk, four yards of completion here and there, and that's how they pretend to run the ball is they throw four-yard passes to get to second and six, to get to third and two, to manufacture yards that way. But when, when you have, put it to you this way, when Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball 37 times, mm-hmm. okay, only completes 21 of them. So just above 50%, right? But for 187 yards, okay? When, when you start doing the math there on, right, 187 yards, 21 completions, that's eight yards of completion. Okay, furthermore, if you go those same 184 yards divided by the 37 attempts, that's five yards per attempt. That would be in the bottom yeah. that's third not, that's not of the NFL in yards per air. To give you a comparison, my bucks, the the, <laughs> the, the, the risk it or biscuit mentality. Yeah. Brady, at 40-some years old, leads the league in yards in the air at almost nine and a half yards. His 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 completions travel nine and a half yards before it gets caught. <laughs> you think that's okay. the playbook, or you just think that's Brady? I think it's Leverage. Yeah. Leverage loves throwing the ball down the field. That's that's whoever the moron is that's making that decision. Because Brady doesn't <laughs> now, again, like Mahomes. Mahomes like seven and a half yards. Aaron Rodgers, seven and a half yards. That's kind of where, where the staple should be. Right. But again, going back to the Steelers, they can't run the ball, they can't catch the ball. Yeah. So at, at some point or another, when you play bad teams, sure, that all gets covered up because you're playing a terrible team and you're just out coaching somebody. You got better athletes. Right. But now when you play a team like the, you know, the Bills. Are the Bills the second best team in the AFC now? Uh, and that's a great question. I have something from yesterday I, I wanted you to listen to, and the audience, I want them to listen to this. This is this is Nate Robin, Nate, uh, uh, I can never pronounce the gentleman's name. Nate Burleson, Burleson, Burleson. 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 God, it's, it's a, it messes me up every time. But anyway, he was speaking on the Bills, and he was speaking on, on their success. And, and I want you to take a listen to and I want to get your thoughts from this once you, once you hear this. Morning here. Did the Bills prove they are the second best team in the AFC? I believe so. Yeah? 
Kyle said something at the beginning of the show I've been thinking about for two hours. <laughs> he painted this picture. It was really cool of the Buffalo Bills, like a heavyweight boxer, mm. you know, knocking out another one. And then looking into the camera, and he's like, KC, I want you next. Mm -hmm. I want you. As soon as you start talking, I start thinking about Mike Tyson. I imagine Josh Allen being like White Tyson, right? And he's sitting there. He's like, there's no one that can stop us. Our offense is impetuous. <laughs> Our defense is impregnable. Oh We're just ferocious. I want to eat your heart. We want to eat your kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Josh Allen, slow down. Slow down. But that's what they feel like. You know what Mike Tyson felt like when he was the baddest man on the planet? Felt like nobody could beat him. And we all witnessed it and watched it and agreed with them. As we are witnessing and watching the Bills, I agree with the confidence. I agree with the cockiness. I agree with the swagger. Offensively, they got it. Josh Allen has made that leap. Stephon Diggs, you can make the argument he's the best receiver in the game. Just look at the numbers. He's leading the league in catches. They got tight end play. They protect their quarterback. The running game is there. Defensively, they just shut down the Steelers. Quality wins. And, and they're right. They're quality wins. They shut down the Steelers, who, again, you, you, like you said, they have a lot of drops or whatever the case may be. Steeler defense doesn't look like it's up to par or the challenge to, to stop the Bills. The Bills look like they are probably the second-best AFC team right now. I agree with that. Now, some might agree. Some might, some might disagree. They're going to tell you, no, the, the, after last night watching the, the Ravens and the Browns, um, they're definitely not the best, whatever the case may be. Styles makes fights, man. That's something that's a famous quote that was told to me by a very famous coach. Um, and, and I'm telling you what, I, I agree with that. I think the Bills are for real, man. I think we're looking at the Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas era, and we just don't know it yet. You know what I mean? Because they're beating up quality teams now. They're not just playing anybody horrible. What do you think, man? What are your thoughts? Because can the Bills make a legit run in the playoffs? Can they make a legit run? Because everything's great in the season. It's about when you get that ticket to the dance, can you make a run for the Super Bowl? I'm going to break your heart. And I feel bad because – Raheem Monroe, he's he's a listener of the show, and he's part of the Bills Mafia. Oh my God, he's gonna post all day to, all day today. But I'm gonna go back to something that I told you earlier about the Steelers and why they are not the second best team. Now, I give the Bills credit; they went out and did what the Ravens should have done. Mm -hmm. They went out and got Josh Allen a receiver to throw the ball to, and Stephon Diggs, right? Young quarterback, great arm. Strong arm, mobile. The downside to the Bills is similar to the Steelers. They cannot run the ball. Okay. They, you know, in, in this game against the Steelers, yeah, you know, the Bills are better than the Steelers, but I think the Bills are the third best team in the AFC. I think the Steelers are, are maybe the fourth, maybe the fifth best team. In, in the AFC, because I think the Colts are up there as well. I think your Dolphins are up there as well. But again, the Dolphins can't run the ball to save their life either. Yeah, I always struggle. The team, the team that I have up there, again, and they proved it last year, is the Tennessee Titans. Running the ball late in the season matters. And when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, who... By the way, only ran for 180 yards yep. this weekend and shredded a team, right? Single-handedly beat the Ravens in overtime mm. to score. Yep. To me, and again, I'm not a fan of Tannehill. I don't think Tannehill is that good. I never have been either, man. I never have been either. I hate the Dolphins for drafting him. 
but I think he fits their system. He he's a game manager, play action pass, throw cold balls to AJ Brown. He's like a Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer 2.0. Absolutely. Absolutely he is. But running games matter in the playoffs because you slow these these teams that throw the ball so much, they can't keep you off the field because they don't have a running game. Extending drives. Yeah. That's what's about now, you know, the Bills have the chance have the ability, you know, Devin Singletary is pretty good. Zach Moss is pretty good. They're just not committed to run the ball because, I mean, you know, it, it's sexy to throw the ball. It, it, that's what's hot. That's what's nice. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes does it. The Steelers try to do it. The Bills try to do it. But I think going into January, they'll all be home. To me, it's either going to be Patrick Mahomes and, and the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tennessee Titans going to the Super Bowl. And that's all legit. That's all that's all possible that can happen. Raheem is definitely going to be in your inbox later on today telling you that you're nuts and you're crazy. <laughs> but uh, it is true. You know, speaking of passing the ball, I also think, and this is my personal, I think when you have a football player, and, and let's see if you know what I'm talking about. When you have a football player run to the middle of your football field on your freaking emblem before the game, <laughs> and you're, you're dancing on their emblem to do TikToks, it motivates them. It motivates teams. I don't care who you are. Nobody likes that shit. I don't care if you're doing the stupid TikTok dance. Juju is is going to get this team to a three-game losing streak if he keeps running on people's logos. It's ridiculous to watch this. And then the dance that you're doing, your little, little it looks like you're scuffing up the the emblem. Remember when, how pissed off we were when, when the playoff with Bayside? Absolutely. What the the Bayside team, if you guys don't know, you probably don't know. When we played our playoff game, before the game happened, they're, they're just digging their cleats in and rubbing out the uh, the emblem in the middle of the field. And you're like, yo, what disrespectful little shits is this? Like, this, your coach promotes this? Because I haven't seen Mike Tomlin discipline him about any of it. You know what I mean? It does look like it's harmless, but you definitely give him motivation to other people who take pride in that stuff. So, I don't know, man. The Bills, the Bills look real. The Bills look tough. I don't think it's very easy to get by them. Um, but we're going to see, man. We're, we're definitely going to see how well it is and how far they can go. Uh, I don't think in, in that division my Dolphins can can really keep up with them. I mean, we played well against the Chiefs on Sunday, but I don't think we can – I don't. I really don't think we're, we're – we're two years away from being a competitive team. That's what I think. I think we're two years away from there. Yeah, and, and I definitely think Brian Flores is coaching his butt off. Oh, yeah, man. He's doing a great yeah. job. Again, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the Dolphins don't have a running game either. No, we don't have shit. We're just we're and, trying to find ourselves, and, and in doing so, we're playing together a little bit more. I hope we go out and get a running back uh, that can really help uh, uh, Tua uh, bring his game together because, you know, a young quarterback, you definitely just want him to manage the game a little bit, but we'll see, man. I, I don't know. Well, and that's tough because, I mean, I, I think Tua, Tua needs – more weapons. I think Tua needs a speech on the outside. I think Devontae Parker's great as a possession guy, but you need someone that can stretch the field vertically. Then they found their tight end. Mm-hmm. I think defensively they're playing well because yeah. that's what's keeping them in these games right now. Um, but I also thought Kansas City walked into the Dolphins board, spot them a 10-point lead, and said, <laughs> all right, okay, now we're down by 10. Now yeah. it's interesting. Now I we can pre- try to I appreciate it because we, we got Mahomes for three times, so that we, we picked them <laughs> off three times. I was excited. I was like, okay. Here we go. Now we we're go. Gonna, now we're going to be in the real conversations. But Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're tough as hell. Tyreek freaking Hill, his freaking Superman plus the Flash all in one. Um, 
And the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs are just so freaking tough. He built that team to be super tough and hard to stop. And fast. Oh, my God. When you think about all the weapons on there, it's just ridiculous, man. It puts defenses in a lot of conflict situation with all the speed they have everywhere. Now, the question I'm going to ask you is, if you had to pick an MVP today, Mm. who is your MVP of the National Football League? That's, that's, I'm I'm gonna have to stick with the champs and the champs quarterback. I, I oh man, I gotta stick with Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see like he's having, despite throwing three picks, he still got te- he's still blowing teams out by thirty. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of worthy candidates. I, I will say that there's a lot of people that anybody can make an argument for who can be the MVP. More so this year than I have noticed in the past years, because by now they, you start pulling away from. The crowd, you know what I mean? Like, it's a clear, okay, yeah, this guy's going to win it. Like with Lamar Jackson. When Lamar Jackson, like, it was clear that he was going to get the, the MVP. You know what I mean? Now you got probably about four or five guys with, I got I got Patrick Mahomes edging everybody else. Who do you have? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that's worthy, man. There's nothing wrong with that. So, I like to give you stats, and again, because you picked Mahomes. <laughs> I always have a Mahomes versus Rodgers stat here. Ready to go. Now, like discount, double mind. check. You got everything ready to go here. Absolutely. Now, again, keep in mind the weapons that are on each side of the ball. Because that plays, to me, that plays a role in the MVP conversation. Patrick Mahomes, 4,200 yards passing. Aaron Rodgers, 3,600. Check for Mahomes. Right. Completion percentage, Mahomes at 68.4. Rodgers, 69.6. Check for Rodgers. Mm. Touchdowns. 39 for Rodgers, 33 for Mahomes. Yeah. Check for Rodgers. Interceptions, Rodgers thrown four. Mahomes now has five. Yep. Check for Rodgers. You're welcome. You're welcome, by the way, Rodgers. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dolphins. <laughs> Record, you know, Mahomes is obviously 12 and one, and Aaron Rodgers is 10 and three. Yeah. But now, here's a question I got for you. Sure. Name the receivers that play for the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, uh, Kelsey plays over there. Who's the other one? There's one more I'm missing. Hardman. Hardman, yeah. All, All dogs, right. man. All right, so, so I'll stop you there. That's, yeah. a, that's a healthy list. And I know where this is going down. I know what Yellow Brick oh, Road yeah, we're going down You know down where I'm here. going. Yeah. Name, name the receivers that play for the Green Bay Packers. Devontae Adams is the only receiver I can lie. I, he's the only one I know about. I know, you know, before, last year was Geronimo Adelson, but now there's he's literally doing with it with nothing, just like Brady was doing it all those years. So, statistically speaking, right, Aaron Rodgers has 39 touchdowns to Mahomes. If you, if you put Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in Kansas City, does he do better than Patrick Mahomes? Oh, my God. Probably. If the answer is yes. If the answer is yes, and but you know what's Aaron hard? Rogers is it, your MVP right now. Think about that though, bro. Maybe not. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to come out the mouth sounding stupid, because I'll get another fifteen emails and Twitter messages. <laughs> but how oh, dumb! Twitter loves, Twitter loves to come at you. Boy. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. I, but because I, I, I almost, I almost spit out my mouth. You're gonna laugh. I almost put out my mouth. You can put anybody a quarterback for the Kansas City. No, the fuck you can't. You can't put your back there. Yeah. No, the fuck you put you James can't. back there. He has yeah. forty interceptions oh, instead god. of thirty. 
He's doing a 40, uh, 40 impersonation that's now. That's a good, that's a very good analogy, good point, because when you think about it, you know, I don't, I, if Mahomes had the same amount of years that Aaron Rodgers had with the experience and the, and the things like that, I think he can do just as good. Now, if we're talking about right now, no, I don't think he can. I don't think he can go over. To, if they made if they made a trade for next year for twenty twenty one, where Mahomes went there and, Petr, and uh, Aaron Rodgers went to the Chiefs, no, I don't, I don't think he does as well as Aaron Rodgers can. A weapons like that is a quarterback's dream, which is why I told Absolutely. you Cleveland Browns last night. Just like I told you, their Cleveland Browns weapons or a quarterback's dream, offensive coordinator's dream, which makes you you know you wonder what took you guys so freaking long to come to become you know nine and three and and be considered a good football team. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Mahomes, Mahomes to me is edging because he's, you know, he's what, 12 and one now, you know, he's, he's clearly like, that's the only, that's what I told you. You can make arguments for anybody, but it's like right there. Aaron Rodgers is doing phenomenal. He's doing phenomenal. So I can't take it completely away, but a little edge. There's a, there's a, you know, you got to get the wins. So I'm going to ask you another question because you were recently on that more Tinker Madigan show. Oh God, yes. With with that guy that was there, the Neil. co-host of Ruth the Truth. By the way, shout out to Ruth the Truth. She she got hired as a full time co host and, and, and is doing her thing. I, you know, I so. love listening to Ruth the Truth. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's she's amazing. So congratulations to her. Absolutely. We're, we're definitely really proud of her um for sure. But what constitutes a MVP quarterback? What's the criteria? Because it sounds like you were starting to go down the train of wins matter. Wins matter for MVP conversations. You mentioned, oh, he's 12 and one. You know, he's, he's getting to that point where now it's almost like a, he's the clear cut guy because of where he's put his team going into the postseason. So what's that criteria? Well, that's for a, you as, as an MVP. Count, what do you look at? Well, that, that, and that's what I, I, I what, I'm not going to be hypocritical. Say wins completely matter. I think they do play a small part. I'm just saying, if you're going to check all these boxes, like you were, like you were going down the stats, right? You're going down completions, and you're going down touchdowns. You're going down yardage. You're going all these things, and you can you you see clearly it's going back and forth. Then when you go down, okay, what which quarterback has the wins right now? It's Patrick Mahomes. It's just one of those criteria. And I don't, I really don't think Patrick Mahomes is a clear cut winner. I really don't think he's even separate. That's why I told you at the beginning. You you can make an argument for for three different other quarterbacks. You know what I mean? You can and again most valuable player. Um, doesn't necessarily mean the most winning quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who is the most valuable player on your team? I don't know, man. Because uh, you can make an argument for Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers. You can make these. These are clear three of the clearest guys that you can be like, yeah, these guys are, are doing their damn thing. Um, I just have Holmes edging him. I'm talking about small inches, centimeters over some of these guys. Because he can go on a on three-game losing streak right now, and Aaron Rodgers – can win three more games. Now we're back in the same conversation, in the same boat. And besides, when you when you talk about criteria and boxes to check, that dude Neil has no idea <laughs> no, what box to check. Oh my Jesus, he doesn't know what makes an elite quarterback. He's just going basically off of off of memory of what he's used to see. I don't think he keeps up with football. I don't think he watches it. Um, I just think he he's more like uh, Steve Young. That's who I like. Like, you know, he ain't played in 20 years, buddy. So, you know, I, times have changed. I, I don't know, man. That's a good argument for Aaron Rodgers because he's definitely doing a lot with less. He, he's not he's not doing as much as, as the other guys. Um, so that's a good one, man. I'm proud of you. you. You stumped me on that a little bit. 
You almost you made me ate my words a little bit. That was nice. Not gonna lie to you. You know, every try every day I try to be great. It's it's a phenomenal <laughs> Tuesday. Like, like our song. Yeah. It's gonna be a good day. Of the show. It's gonna be a good day. Another team I wanted to talk to you about after we, you know, we we're speaking about the Bills and we're talking about MVPs. What is your thoughts about the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens last night? What do you think? Do you think the Cle- I think the Cleveland Browns are for real? To go to put up 42 points on the Browns, to take it down to the two-second mark. I think there's some key matchups that 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 really hurt Baker Mayfield, but clearly the freaking Ravens don't have a defense for, for putting up 42 points, and neither does the Browns for 47 points. At one point of the game, Lamar Jackson came out, came out of what? It's 45 to 42. Where do you get 47 points from? It says 47, 42 on the screen. Oh, because I guess they must have given him a safety. They gave him the safety, so I wasn't wrong. See? Okay. So let me go back. Let me let me oh, cue that back. Up. Yeah, let me cue that back up. I apologize, but you know, it is whatever. So with Cleveland Brown doing that, putting up 42 points on a Ravens defense, moving moving them to nine and four now. Do you think Cleveland is for real? And again, this is a battle test because usually usually Baltimore comes in there, kicks the crap out of him by the second quarter, and everybody knows what's gonna happen. We go to bed early. But Cleveland is probably a year or two away from being contenders in the National Football League. Do you disagree with that or agree? So, I think the Browns are pretenders right now because they don't know how to win the big games. They're not the mature enough yet. Baker is not there yet to be on that kind of stage. I think the Ravens showed last night why the Ravens are the Ravens when you have a team that can run the again. And I told you this before I said this earlier on this podcast teams that run the ball can travel. The Ravens are one of them. Yeah. They run the ball extremely well yep. with the three headed monster there now. But again, the Browns run the ball well as well. They got cream hunt. They got Nick Chubb. They, do. they got the receivers. They got the quarterback. They're just not there yet. And it sucks because we, we keep, you know, we, we said, that, you know, about Wentz and we're waiting for Wentz to come around. We're in the same boat with Baker. We're waiting yeah. for Baker Mayfield to come around. At what point do the Browns say it's not the team, it's Baker? I, I think three years. You, you give him a solid, because now that he put you up at nine and four, the first time in, in, in a long time in history of the Cleveland Browns, you, you got to give him now, you got to give him next year. If he goes eight and five, he does anything if he meets it, if he meets at eight and five or better, he gets another year out of that. You know what I mean? Um, but if he starts trending downward, then yeah, because they're young, they're all fa- they're a young team. They're still a young offensive team, man. There's not a lot of experience on that on that offensive side of the ball. When you think about it, like who really did anything on that side of the ball that you could be like, okay, he, he's going to lead him. But I, I don't know. Cleveland looks tough to me. I always told you that, man. I thought Cam Newton, you know, if he wanted offensive weapons, he should have went to Cleveland. He should have gone there. I agree with you. And, and yeah. any quarterback that's looking for a legit chance to win a Super Bowl would go to Cleveland. Yeah. Because you got the weapons offensively. You have a great young core defensive group. Again, it's built from the the Browns have done a great job of building this team. They have, really have. They really have silently too. Besides the guy that throws the ball. And then, then that's where we agree. That's where it goes back to what I was telling you how long you allow how long you allow allow yourself to be invested into a quarterback. Before years go by, and now the core that you had is not so young anymore. They're not right. so fast. 
You miss uh, your window. I think Baker's on a year-to-year basis, man. He, he definitely earned another year after this. Uh, he's in the wild card spot, so if he can find a way number-wise to get into the playoffs, maybe, but we'll see, man. They'll get in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to get in the playoffs. I, I, for me, the AFC is pretty much set. Okay. As far as playoff teams, you're going to have the Steelers get in. You're going to have the, the Chiefs get in. You're going to have the Colts get in. You're going to have the the Ravens are going to find a way to get in. You know, the Browns are going to get in. And there's going to be one other team that kind of sneaks in there. I think your Dolphins have a chance to maybe mm, make it, maybe. you know, in there now. Uh, you know, we'll see the Bills obviously going to make it. So I think, you know, AFC is kind of set. Yeah. The Browns have to find a way to win the big games. They do. They really do. You're right, man. I agree with you, man. This is all, listen, everything that's unfolded with the NFL this year, I know despite COVID, the pandemic, everything that's been unfolding this year has been exciting. It hasn't been a boring year of football. It hasn't been, you know, because usually by now, man, like we said, if Tom Brady was with New England, usually we see New England already clinched the division. Yeah, it's wrapped up. They're going to do this. We see the front runners already extending their leads and understanding, okay, these are the teams, these are the matchups. We can numerically see that. But when you look at these AFC, everybody's 9-4, and 8-5. and five. Like, it's been a tough year. Everybody's been playing really tough. Um, and a lot of games could have gone either way for a lot of these teams. So it's still exciting. It, it's great to see everything unfold and I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited to see who gets into the Super Bowl um and who's going to play for the for the championship. Switching over from football to basketball a little bit, you know, the one of the things that we talked about which we were pretty shocked. I know you know more about this than I do. You you were telling me about it, but was the the Rockets demanding like three first round picks plus Ben Simmons in order to get Harden? Is that was that clear? Is that is that what it was? That is correct. Does that not seem like a lot? That's seems, the definition of asking for the house. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, I, like give me your firstborn's you know blood or whatever. Like, give me your firstborn. Like, that seems asking, like a lot. Yeah, I mean, so Philadelphia is one of the teams that Harden has named as one of his preferred destinations uh, to be traded because he allegedly wants to get out of Houston. Yeah, yeah, he does. And and you know, Philadelphia said, "Okay, we'll play." What do you want? And the Rockets said, we would like your first round pick this year, <laughs> next year, the year after that. We also want Ben Simmons, yeah. Ben Simmons' unborn child, and Bede's unborn child. And, and clearly this want- is a deal that's not going to go through. Like, clearly they made it so impossible well, that they're going to say so no to it. question I got for you then. Is Harden worth that? Because, again, you got to think about it. Again, I'm not very high on Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons does not fit today's NBA. Ben Simmons fits the NBA 25 years ago. True. He does not fit today's NBA. He does not shoot the ball very well. He's a guard slash small forward who can't really stretch the, 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 the basketball court. He can't shoot a three to save his life. You know, he keeps working on it, but at the end of the day, people are who they are. He's not a shooter to begin with. He's a distributor. He's a passer. Is Harden worth Ben Simmons in the first and the three future first round picks? Hell no, because what what's not to say that he does, he likes the he likes the team that he went to? Like what what does it say that he just, he wants to leave after one year? And you got you now you're obligated for these you know three first round. Oh, freak no, man. Houston knows what it's doing. They're trying to make these impossible trades so he doesn't go anywhere. 
to discourage him a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think I, I I don't know. I don't think he's worth it. He, he at one point he was supposed to be coming down to uh, Miami, which would have been nice, but I'm not giving him. I'm not. We're not giving him three first round picks. That, that reminds me of like the Mike Dicka deal that he did for for Ricky Williams. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember that? And he gave like five years of freaking first round picks plus two years of second round pick just to get one running back, which you know Ricky Williams is worth it, but not worth that much. Like that that's a lot to give up because you put your franchise in a world of hurt, man. If the Rockets were to if if I don't know, I, I can't say that. If they do that, that's crazy. Whatever team does it is. You can guarantee they're going to go all in by getting other players to try to match up with the Lakers. You know what I mean? If I'm Philadelphia, I do this immediately. I don't know. They've been doing this, though. They, they go get these big players, these big names. But, but think about it. The NBA, first, draft picks in the NBA don't mean anything, in my opinion. These guys, it doesn't mean a damn thing. Oh, I agree with you. You can really pick up a street baller and do the it same thing. It does not matter. The NBA is a free agency league. It is. That is where championships are won and lost. It is not in the draft. So, I agree. for me, trade it. Ben Simmons can't shoot. He's overrated. Now you add a premier shooter with Embiid that's playing down low. You got pieces there. You got Tobias Harris there as well still that can play the three or the four. Now I think you started to build a little a little nucleus there of of especially in the East that again your Heat are contenders, yes. But outside the Heat, the Celtics, maybe the Raptors, mm-hmm. you don't really have a whole lot of teams to compete with. You flip it to the other side with the Lakers in the Western Conference, it's a loaded conference. It is where if if Harden's ever going to make it to the NBA Finals, it's going to be on the East. I don't think he's going to make it in the West. I completely freaking agree with you. I, I agree. I, I just, Harden, he's a good basketball player, man. I just don't know if he's worth, I don't know if he's worth it. Some team, whatever team does, do it. 76ers do that. Like, that's, they're just, they're going to trade away. Because the 76ers, remember, they, they went all in a couple years ago. They, they were trying to get all the guys. Yeah, to that's, to get that's when they got Jimmy Butler. Right. That's when they had uh, JJ Redick. Yep. I mean, they had Al Horford. They had they had, they had a lot of big name guys, but they were older. They were they were they couldn't keep up with the youngsters running up and down no. the court. Jimmy Butler was the only guy that was younger that can keep how, up. How many years was, do you think Harden has left? Do you think he has enough left to go? Four or five years. Offensively, yeah, I think offensively, Harden has about another four years of solid production before he starts to kind of drop off a little bit. Um, but we'll see. This guy doesn't play any defense. No, he does not. Yeah, it, it, it's literally it's literally five on four every time every time there's transition. Oh, absolutely, it is. So I don't know if Harden's worth. I wouldn't pick him, you know. But I know these teams have to do what they have to do because there's a powerhouse over in the West that's led by probably the greatest basketball player, arguably the the greatest basketball player of this generation. I still love MJ. No offense, LeBron, if you're listening to the show or anybody else associated with LeBron James, King the King, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, LeBron James is one of the greatest players of, uh, of our generation right now. And he has a fire, a fire team over there in L.A. So everybody that's really, they got to gear up to try to get everything done. Like, that's a, that's a super powerhouse for the next five to six years. Easy. 
Easy five or six years. And guys that get older, they just bring the cycle of another guy in. Just like the Chicago Bulls did. Like, we'll just cycle somebody else in that does this really well. So we'll see, man. That's um. Do you think the Lakers, do you think there's anybody that can beat the Lakers? And if so, who? Before Clay Thompson got injured and he tore his Achilles, I would have told you the Golden State Warriors. Because if there's something that the Lakers struggle with is the Lakers aren't a perimeter shooting team. They, they, they want to play the half-court game. They want to get the ball into AD, play the yeah. pick and roll with him and LeBron. Every now and then, kick it out to an open shooter. But they're not a predominant three-point shooting team like the Warriors are. They, we'll go to say Warriors are going to jack it up 50 times a game. Right. And make 50% of those shots. They're that good. Uh, now, that, now that he's not there... I still don't believe in the Clippers, even with Kawhi and Paul George, which Paul George signed a new contract to once he wants to apparently retire as a Clipper. We're, we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, here's my dark horse. Okay. And I got two of them. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. For Harden to go to. No, no, no. To beat the Lakers. To beat the Lakers? To beat, if there's a team that has a chance... To be, and I'll add a third one, the Dallas Mavericks, because I'm a big fan of Luka. Okay, okay. I like the I Mavericks. That, I don't like I don't like uh, Utah. You don't like Utah at all? I don't like Utah. I don't know why. I don't know. What it, I saw them play in the bubble. I don't know. I don't like them too much. I like I, I like I like I like Dallas though. They got something special brewing down there. I like him a lot. I, I, I like Dallas a lot. And and I don't know if you saw recently. I'm always a fan of people doing the right thing yeah. for others. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, signed J.J. Barrett to a contract. It was $2.6 million, and then he released him. So He, he was going to release him regardless. Oh, so he basically gave him free $2 million. He just gave him a free $2.6 million because all contracts in the NBA are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Side note, fun fact. For the listeners that don't know this, it's not like it's not like the uh, NFL where it's partially or some of it or it's negotiable. In the NBA, they're all guaranteed. So Mark Cuban signed him to that contract for two point six million, then cut him as a thank you for what he's done for the organization. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That, that, that's that's, I, that's, that's something Pat Riley would do. I, yeah, like Miami would do that. There's there's very few organizations that would do that type of thing. I, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. I never saw that coming out of Mark Cuban. I will be honest with you. When I see him, he's always a little, a little, little larger than life or passionate, as, as I can say. So I didn't see, expect him to do that. That's freaking dope, man. That that's doing people right. That's that's what's up, man. So I we'll see who beats the Lakers. LeBron James looks like the whole Lakers team is on steroids right now. So it's going to be amazing to to watch this NBA that that's coming back up Christmas week, right? It should be back here Christmas week. Christmas week, yeah. The, right now they're playing the preseason games. Uh, Again, their final tune-ups here before before the year officially kicks off. But yeah, Christmas, Christmas week, it all kicks off, and the Lakers will be a primetime television. It will, man, and it's gonna be dope. I I want I want to talk about something with you, but I don't want to. I don't know how to. I don't know how to say this. I don't even know how to transition to this because this is where the low point of the show goes. It's about forty three minutes in, and and we're gonna talk about my Miami Hurricanes. There's something I have to get off my chest here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get on my chest because you and I both. Oh my the low point's gonna hit us hard. This is this is where the part of the show. If you're listening, I understand 
I understand if you're in your car crying. If you're a Hurricane fan and you're crying. We well, Gator fan. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're, and Gators, together. we're, we're all in this looped in this together, this, this vicious ass whooping we both got here. I cannot believe. I cannot believe we gave up nearly 600 yards rushing on one Saturday to two. Like, they, one running back had 303 yards. They only had 268 yards or some crap like that. What a and the quarterback only threw twelve times. Which if I'm the quarterback, I'm like, why are we keep calling these passing plays? <laughs> Clearly, what we're doing running is Just fine. Get the ball out to these guys. Do you even need eleven on the field right now? Because I feel like you can direct snap these guys, and I don't even need to be out there. I'm gonna go play wide receiver. They rushed up and down the field as if we owe them money. That was atrocious. What I saw, um, from my Hurricanes, I. I a game like that is what gets people fired. Okay. So, again, we didn't talk about this before the show. Clemson did something three years ago. Okay. Okay. Clemson had a very similar Miami-ish type of game in the sense that they beat a team, they lost to a team they should have won, and defense played terrible. But did they play Miami terrible? Because no, no, they played Miami terrible. It was bad. When you when it you think bad, about bad. this, when you think about this, and anybody that knows this, North Carolina is a freaking basketball school. And when I say freaking, you know what I want to really say? They're a freaking <laughs> basketball school. And we got annihilated rushing the ball. It literally looked like we only had nine people on the field every time. Nine, maybe five. Oh, I don't know. God. It, whoever else was on the field was getting run over. But anyways. Back then, Clemson had a similar situation and a good organization makes moves to move the program forward. Okay. So Clemson fired their DC. They hired another DC the year after and Clemson became a dynasty because the coach had, for lack of better words, the cojones to get rid of a person that wasn't helping his team was making them worse. Right. Right. Does Manny Diaz fire his defensive coordinator after this past week's performance. You're you're a hurricane guy. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you that question specifically. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If it's down to my if I'm the head coach and it's me versus him, he gotta go. Because somebody's head's gotta roll for that bullshit. Right? Somebody's you gotta blame somebody for that for that lack of effort, lack of calls or Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to call it, man. It, it just, it was that bad. That's a game that gets you fired. That's a Greg Williams Jets type of game. He remember that guy got fired off one play. You know what I'm saying? He got fired off one play. Could you sixty two points, six hundred yards rushing, another hundred eighty yards in the air? Are you kidding me? Total offense was eight hundred some yards. Get the freak out of here. We we got a night. It literally looked like a varsity. Youth football team playing on playing against a eight U championship. <laughs> it was ridiculous, bro. Like like Mike Tyson fighting an infant in a baby chair holding a fucking lollipop. We just got beat up, man. It wasn't cool at all. It wasn't cool. So hopefully we can bounce back. I think we canceled our next game. Thank God. You know I blame COVID too for that bullshit. I mean, what I mean that you get fired for that, and at the end of the year. Which I'm surprised we haven't heard something by today. Like by today, somebody should have been already like, "Yo, get these guys right. out of here." You know what I mean? Manny Diaz, your 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 seat, your 
you're on the hot seat or whatever. And then many, usually many, you know, a coach will be like, well, listen, we released the DC and I'll go back to play calling. Here's the funny part. I think, I think Manny Diaz is the freaking, the play caller for the DC, even though he's got a defensive coordinator already. I think he's the one to blame. Wow. You can't fire yourself. And you're not going to fire yourself. That's why you haven't heard anything to But now, and Will McDonald, you know, listening to the show, a, a huge North Carolina fan, would tell you this. Did you know Manny Diaz was an assistant to Mac Brown at North Carolina years ago? Oh, they used great. to coach together. Oh, great. That's so awesome. guess who knew his scheme right. better than anybody else? I agree with you. I agree. And they exposed him. They did. And Blake Baker, Blake Baker, that he's the he's a defensive coordinator for us. And I think I think he's the inside linebackers coach. You fire him. He's got to go. You got to go. It's nothing personal. Someone's got to fall on the sword. Nobody gives up six hundred yards rushing in college unless it's Clemson versus Temple, <laughs> Alabama like versus Rutgers. Or it's like. Army versus Navy, because that's all they do is run the that's ball. That's all they do. They do the triple option. They do the wing <laughs> tee. That, that, okay, I can understand those games. There's no – and North Carolina, God bless you, every year gives a goddamn problem, and I don't know what we have to do because Clemson got over this hump. What What are we missing? Are we missing culture? Are we missing players? I, I don't – I have no idea because I tell you what, Clemson got over the hump and they became a powerhouse. They've become a powerhouse. So – you got to figure something out. You, you just can't keep taking losses to these schools that don't, that aren't are traditionally known for playing freaking basketball. The school that produced yeah. Michael Jordan beat the crap out of us. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, get the, f- it was hard to yeah. watch, man. And, and you know what? I mean, for us, as a Gator fan, we were literally a shoe away from maybe playing in a national championship. <laughs> That's such a good, like literally a size 11 cleat. So fans, if you missed the game, we're struggling to beat LSU, a three and five team at the time. And, you know, LSU's driving. We get a stop on third down and there's probably about 40 seconds left in the game. And on the stop, as we tackle the player, his cleat comes off. <laughs> and in celebration, the DB throws, chucks the cleat Jeez. about a good 20, 25 yards down the field. Now, you're like, George, he's he's happy he made a play. He threw a cleat. Why is that a problem? Here's So people that have a problem with the call, it was called unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, you can't do against it. Against the right. It's It's what a delayed game is. Right. So here's here's a picture. There's 47 seconds left. This player that made the reception is also on the punt team. Well, his cleat right. is now 20 yards on the field. He's got to go get it, get lined back up, and snap the ball. Or they got to replace him because the defense threw the cleat down the field. So because of that, there's a delay game penalty because it almost right. looks like the Gators were on purpose stalling the yes. game. You know, they weren't. They it, were celebrating. Right, right. That's all it was. And, you know, they accept the penalty. Later, the LSU kicker kicks a 57-yard field goal. Right. And the Gators, they come back. They drive down the field. They get close to to making it. Um, They kicked a 54-yard field goal that was no good. Right. And LSU ended up winning the game. But it should never even gotten to that point. 
at all, man. It, it definitely should have. Your Gators are you guys play better than that. Yeah, where we are better than that. But again, I'm gonna tell you something. Same thing I told you. I asked you the question. I'm asking myself the question. Right. We should get rid of our defensive coach. You because should. with the defense, as far as athletes that we have defensively, there's no reason why a team like LSU, who, by the way, started a freshman quarterback. <laughs> this kid was playing high school football the year before against the Gators. Right. And they and he just picked them apart left and right. Yep. 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 And I tell you what, he has a bright future. He has a huge future. Do you think this ruined the Heisman talk for your quarterback, Trask? Absolutely it did. Oh, yeah. His, his, his Heisman changes just went out the window. It did, man. Who pushes it? Who goes in front of him now? Fields. Fields? I think Fields, I think Fields was, was out of the talks simply because of the, you know, should they be in the playoffs? Should they not be in the playoffs? Right. What should... What should we do, Ohio State? We don't understand. They don't play five games, a terrible schedule. They don't play right. nobody. Um, now I think that puts Fields back in the conversation with, you know, Matt Jones, who plays for Alabama, Trevor Lawrence. If anything, I think this gives Trevor Lawrence the upper hand to go back-to-back. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he Matt Jones. Name, Matt, he beats Alabama. Yeah. And wins the national championship, he's your Heisman. Clear right. cut, no questions asked. Well, doesn't the, is the, Heisman, the Heisman comes out before the national championship, right? So it they, does, they but declare, if right. he beats if he beats Notre Dame, gets in the playoffs and beats Ohio State, yeah, or or whoever whoever they play to play Alabama, That's I think husband. he comes out and he's the he's a national he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Do you think Matt Jones is pretty close to him? If if can can Trevor Lawrence afford to to have a bad game against Notre Dame and then Matt Jones push in front of him? No, because I don't think Matt Jones is a sexy name for for voters. <laughs> And, and I don't say because of his name, is what has he done? Right. Like, what has he actually done? He's relied on a great running game and a great defense. He's a, he's a managing the game. Yeah. All Matt Jones has done is managing the game. Out, Matt Jones, to me, gets considered for a Heisman if he comes back and, and helps his team win a game. He hasn't had to do that yet. They've been blowing everybody up by 30 points a game. <laughs> At that point, anything, everything's easy. Yeah, you're right, and 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 you, I hope, I hope Trevor Lawrence destroys Notre Dame. By the way, like that's the game I'm looking forward to. Like I can't <laughs> wait to see this. You're gonna get it this Saturday. Oh my goodness, Notre Dame squeaked out of that one because when they started a freshman quarterback. Now we're gonna see. Now we're gonna see uh, who's who's the better team. You know what I mean? I want to keep going, George, but that is actually all the time. That we have, man. Um, I hope you enjoy your Tuesday, man. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a good day. Just like the Nappy Roots told me to do. I'm going to have a great day. Everybody that's out there listening, listen, man. Be safe. Take care of your families. Enjoy Christmas. Don't argue. Don't fight. Make some good eggnog. Put up the Christmas tree if you haven't done it yet because it's only 10 days. Don't be a lame sherm. Put up the Christmas tree. Enjoy each other and make sure, make sure you wear your mask. Yeah, guys. And again, if you enjoyed today's podcast, tell a friend. We're, we're doing a giveaway here in the month of December for every new subscriber that subscribes to our show. Send us a screenshot of you subscribing to the show. We're donating five bucks a pop 
to, to Toys for Tots for this year. We're trying to do some good here in, in the month of December. So tell a friend, share the podcast, um, send us an email. If you have any questions or thoughts or want to join the show at ontheclock20 at join the debate, visit our, our Facebook page at otcsportstalk.com. Uh, visit our website at otcsportstalk.com as well. Until next time, you're on the clock.